This WBEZ podcast is supported by Ravinia, with over 100 concerts under the stars this summer, including Daryl Hall and Elvis Costello, Nora Jones with special guest Mavis Staples, the Beach Boys with special guest John Stamos, Shaggy and TLC, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and more. Their 30-acre park is nestled in a gently wooded area. Bring your own picnic or eat at one of the park restaurants. Tickets available now only at ravinia.org. This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset, your guide to news in Chicago and beyond. In the 72 hours since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, the country is quickly dividing into two parallel universes. On one side, there are states like Illinois, California, and New York, where Democratic governors immediately pledged to strengthen the right to a safe and legal abortion. Illinois will be a safe haven for the exercise of your reproductive rights. If you're from another state and you come into the state of California, we're not going to be asking for your ID. We're not going to be asking you a litany of questions. The Statue of Liberty is in our harbor, and she'll always be there with that torch to say, when your rights are oppressed, you know where to come. And then there are the states where total or near-total bans on abortion have already gone into effect, or will soon. Here in Missouri, the people's voice has already made clear that Missourians respect the sanctity of human life. We believe that without the explicit protection of the right to life, all liberties are under attack. That's Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt. Abortion's already banned in at least 10 states, and will be in five more states within a month. Meanwhile, another handful seem likely to pass anti-abortion laws in the near future. Today on the podcast, we are checking in with neighboring states where it's now impossible or nearly impossible to have an abortion. First, we'll hear from a reporter on the ground in Wisconsin where a pre-Roe ban leaves abortion rights at a stalemate. With us is Molly Beck, Wisconsin politics and state government reporter at the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. So there is a very long, long, long standing law. It was passed a year after Wisconsin became a state in 1849 that uh, makes abortion a crime for doctors to perform. Um, And since Roe v. Wade in 1973, when that ruling came down, it has been unenforceable. So now the question of whether that that abortion ban is enforceable is uh, being debated practically abortions have stopped in Wisconsin. Planned Parenthood uh, said they're no longer going to be performing them in their clinics in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And doctors have just said they're not going to take the risk, even though attorneys for supporters and opponents of, uh, you know, abortion access say that the question is, hasn't really been figured out yet. So right now, um, practically women in Wisconsin cannot get abortions in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Here's how uh, Tanya Atkinson of Planned Parenthood of Wisconsin described what happened the moment that this Supreme Court decision came down Friday morning. Let's listen. When the ruling came down, we had to go out to those individuals who were in our waiting room and say, we're so sorry. That decision that you made for yourself, for your family, for your future 
is no longer your decision to make here in Wisconsin. And we had to work with patients to ensure that they had appointments in other states where access to safe and legal abortion is available. So as you said a moment ago, Molly, there are no abortions happening right now in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. it seems like. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Planned Parenthood decided that they, you know, even before the ruling came down because of the leak of the opinion a couple months ago, um, they had decided by um, June 25th they were going to stop providing abortions um, just because of this this legal uncertainty around that, that yeah. very old abortion ban. Can you talk more about what other abortion legislations in place in your state? Yes. It, so in recent years, uh, under uh, a former Republican governor and Republicans control the legislature here in Wisconsin. So when Republicans had um, control of state government, they passed a number of abortion laws that um, restricted abortions to the first 20 weeks of pregnancy um, and a, no- a number of other measures that, um, you know, ultimately the result was fewer clinics in, in Wisconsin. So the clinics were concentrated in Madison and Milwaukee and some in near Green Bay. So, um, you know, aside from the abortion ban that's in place, and that's really what everyone's looking to right now, I, I think doctors who had been providing abortions are just not going to take the risk. They're not going to provide abortions. But um, the legal debate over whether that ban is enforceable is rooted in these other uh led these other uh laws that Republicans passed in recent years that um some argue repealed that original ban. Others say it didn't. So <laughs> there there's a there's a legal fight right now and and that's um mm. what we're 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 looking at right now. So so who is ultimately going to decide if abortion is legal in Wisconsin? You know, I'm sure that this will this ban will be uh you know challenged in court and i'm you know i can anticipate that that lawsuit will go up to the supreme court in wisconsin the supreme court is controlled by conservative justices um so i think you know whether that ban is enforceable or not that could be a question that is answered by them that is molly beck from the milwaukee journal sentinel we appreciate your time molly thanks for having me we're going to turn now to Sarah Fenton, a health reporter at St. Louis Public Radio in Missouri, where an abortion ban trigger law went into effect the moment Roe was struck down. Tell us more about what happened in Missouri right after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on Friday. Missouri in 2019 uh, passed what's known as a trigger law, which we are all really familiar with now, um, which it says in the event that Roe v. Wade is overturned, um, abortions will be banned in the state, except in cases where a parent's life or, or their health is severely in jeopardy. And so once the decision came down on Friday, um, like we saw at the top of the show, um, the attorney general wasted no time. Um, within minutes, he issued an opinion that set that trigger law into effect, and now abortion is pretty much banned in Missouri in most um, in most cases. So it makes... Uh, abortions illegal in all cases, uh, even I'm thinking of rape or incest. Um, the trigger law does not uh, carve out any exceptions for rape or incest. The only the only exception to the uh, the ban is if the mother's life is severely in danger, her health is severely in danger. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, abortion access was already limited in your state, right? And then the number of abortions performed in Missouri. Those had dwindled in recent years. 
So talk more about how this trigger ban is going to further impact folks, you know, just simply trying to access an abortion. Mm -hmm. And you're absolutely right that our state legislature uh, is, um, there are a lot of uh, anti-abortion rights legislators, legislators in our, uh, in our, um, in our state. And there have been a lot of restrictions put on abortions, which means that uh, it's been done a little bit, but only fewer than 200 a year for the past couple years. Mm -hmm. Most people are going to Illinois to get their abortions because St. Louis is right on the river. And uh, across the river, about 10 minutes away from downtown, there are two clinics that are providing abortions, one in Fairview Heights and one in Granite City. And so the fact that Missourians have for years really relied on the Illinois side and these clinics to have access to abortion care, um, the fact that there are so many other states Mm -hmm. in the Midwest and the South that are now enacting these trigger laws, I'm thinking of Arkansas, I'm thinking of Kentucky, um, most likely Tennessee, we'll see um, in a couple weeks. Those people are now going to come to Illinois, which has said, we're willing to welcome you. We want to uh, we want to protect this right to an abortion. But there are only so many clinics and there are only so many providers. And Missourians who go over the river might have a more difficult time getting those appointments and that abortion care when so many other people from so many other states are going in. And and who are these Missourians, you know, as you talk about going over the river? Like, do you have a sense of who is most impacted by this, Sarah? Well, I think it, you know, it's obvious that the right to an abortion in Missouri has been predicated on people's resources. Are they able to take off work? Are they able to, you know, drive to, um, to the Metro East across the river or to Kansas? Uh, where there are other abortion clinics that have been absorbing these uh, Missouri patients. Ultimately, it comes down to who has the money to travel, who has the time to travel. And um, if you're further tamping down access, even in places like Illinois, which are, you know, not super far away, it's going to ultimately affect the people who have the least amount of resources to travel. Are lawmakers in your state planning to pass more? anti-abortion legislation? Um, it seems possible. I know that last year, um, a representative named Mary Elizabeth Coleman, who represents uh, a district just south of my uh, of uh, St. Louis, um, put forth a ban that was really similar to what we saw in Texas, where it would penalize and well, it would allow citizens to sue people that aided or abetted in an abortion. So if you paid for somebody to get an abortion, if you provided the abortion, even if it was across state lines, um, you could be sued. Mm-hmm. Um, that ultimately didn't end up going anywhere, but I'm thinking that, uh, you know, a, a law like that could, we could see that in the next few years. Also, there's been talk of a constitutional amendment that would uh, enshrine this ban in the state's constitution. People from Missouri have been crossing the Illinois border, as you've talked about, to get abortions for a very long time now. Uh, On Saturday on this program, we talked to Dr. Aaron King of the Hope Clinic. That's an abortion provider in Granite City, Illinois, which is less than 10 minutes from St. Louis. Here's a little bit of what she had to say. 
abortion is almost non-existent in Missouri, mm-hmm. even prior to yesterday. So the Missouri folks already know, hey, we can't really get abortions in our own state. We got to go other places where we saw the influx of calls, the, the new calls. We saw people calling from Arkansas, Oklahoma, Tennessee. Those were the three big states we saw calls from. Mm-hmm. We went from 175 calls the day before to over 600 yesterday. Yeah. So that, that really gives a, a sense of, of how a decision in one state really affects what happens in other states. Right, Sarah? What do you make of what Dr. King had to say? Absolutely. And it's something that we've been seeing even before Friday's decision from the Supreme Court. Um, Dr. King mentioned Oklahoma. Um, I know that Planned Parenthood and Hope Clinic have been seeing a lot more people from Oklahoma, which had a ban in effect even before um, Friday's decision. And they're saying, you know, it's, you know, like we're having more patients. We're having to, uh, we're having to juggle all of these new patients from these states that further are restricting abortion. Even though Missouri kind of got there first, that doesn't mean that they're they're alone. And I think um, we're going to see that continue. Um, also, there's a lot of confusion. Um, people don't know necessarily the ins and outs of how these trigger bans work, about how when they hear Roe versus Wade is overturned, mm-hmm. does that mean I can still get an abortion? And so you're seeing abortion clinics really fielding a lot of calls from people that are like, can I still get this? Is this still legal? Do I have to cancel an appointment? Can I still make an appointment? Um, there's just a lot of confusion from the patient side as well that clinics are having to absorb. You know, big win here for anti-abortion advocates. Any idea what they'll focus on next? Uh, Yeah, I know that uh, pretty much every person from the anti-abortion rights side that I've talked to says our work is not over. This is a huge victory for our side. But they say also that, um, you know, this this decision did not ban abortion federally. It just gave it gave the right to states to make their own bans. And so I think that Ultimately, you're going to see more focus on places like Illinois, mm-hmm. where it's still legal, and you're seeing a lot of people from these 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 states where trigger laws are in effect um, going over to uh, to get their abortions. That is St. Louis Public Radio health reporter Sarah Fenton. Thank you so much for the update, Sarah. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Abortion rights advocates rallying in Louisville, Kentucky Friday. A trigger law banning abortion took effect immediately in the Bluegrass State. Joining us is April Rickert, health reporter at WFPL News in Louisville. Hi, April. Hi, thank you for having me. So as we know, almost all abortions are illegal in Kentucky now. Are there any exceptions to that? There's a very narrow exception to save the life of the pregnant patient at the, the law also says that there can be an exception to prevent impairment of a life-sustaining organ, but it's, it's not clear how that's going to be, how that's going to play out. Uh, Kentucky has other abortion laws that, that are currently blocked, right? Can you talk about those? That's right. Yeah, over the, over the last few years, the Republican-controlled legislature has passed a few bills. One bans abortion at six, around six weeks. Another... Uh, bans abortion based on things like race or uh, ability. Those two are are part of the same legal challenge right now, and the ACLU has filed a motion to dismiss that case currently. There, there's also a separate bill, House Bill 3, that was passed this 
that bans abortion at 15 weeks and restricts abortion medication, and that's partially blocked. Mm -hmm. But I haven't seen any movement in the last few days on, on where that's going. So what are people who need abortions in Kentucky, what are they going to do? Right now, I, I think um, abortion funds are trying to help people get connected to other states. I know that Planned Parenthood in Louisville, while they're not providing abortions, they're still open. Their health clinic remains open, and, and they say that people who, who need abortions can still call them. They can still get their first appointment there to determine uh, whether they're pregnant, and then they can help. Planned Parenthood can help with their, their other partners get them connected to areas where it's, where it's legal. How are the uh, abortion advocates in Kentucky responding right now to the news? Everyone I've talked to, I mean, I think it's it wasn't unexpected because because it's very similar to the leak that came a few months ago as far right. as the SCOTUS ruling. But but they've said that it still just hit pretty hard. Yeah, it wasn't um, a total surprise, but it's still very much a shock. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I mean, I think they're sad and they're angry and they're they're saying they're going to fight. The next thing that comes is a ballot initiative in November that could uh, that could change Kentucky's constitution. So they're they're putting a lot of energy toward that. There were protests and, and rallies across the country this weekend in response to this uh, overturning. What was going on in Kentucky? Uh, well, just just around the end of the workday. Um, I think around 400 people gathered at the federal courthouse in Louisville. I know there were protests across the state, but but two that night, another the next day. I covered the one uh, on Friday. Yeah, and, what and was that like? There were a, there were a lot of there were probably a, a dozen speakers, Democratic elected officials, um, everyone just kind of pointing toward that that November constitutional amendment. Yeah. What do you think the ruling is going to mean for the November election in your state? You know, I I don't know that I could speak to that, but I know that um, everyone who's looking at this ballot initiative, they say that it really just depends on people getting out to vote, period. Um, you know, it doesn't, doesn't really matter what uh, sentiments are for abortion in the state if people don't go to the polls. Yeah. So much to watch for. That's April Rickard, health reporter at WFPL News in Louisville, Kentucky. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk with us, April. Thank you very much. That's it for today's Reset Podcast. Check back in with us for more conversations about the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. And don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thank you for listening. We'll meet again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.